0: Thunder Nerds are go! Hello, Thunder Nerds, we're back for another wrap up. How exciting! Just me today, as usual, uh, for these wrap ups. Lots to get through today. Uh, Never short on news in the Doctor Who universe, Um, so let's just dive in, I say. Now, there is something that I'd love to talk about and we will talk about, but I'm going to leave it um, until the end so that anyone who doesn't want to hear the um, Reddit rumor going around at the moment for Special 3... The Giggle, Um, you don't have to listen to that. We'll leave it till last. Um, Well, what's been happening this week? Um, We had the ratings come out, the consolidated ratings for uh, Doctor Who to Starbeast, which I can bring up now for you. Um, Let's have a look. Uh, It did fairly well. It landed within the top ten. Uh, in the UK viewing figures um, 7.61 million for the consolidated for the Star Beast and 4.83 million for the initial viewing figures of Wild Blue Yonder so fairly good would love to see the, um, the Disney um, the Disney numbers but we'll never get those I guess um, we had 24 new images released as well for the giggle, um, the third special, the 60th anniversary specials, Um, some really cool images in here, Um, I'm just looking through them now, Neil Patrick Harris's toy maker, the new unit officer that's going to be a regular, Um, potentially the toy room, looks really cool, you can find them uh, online, go check those out if you haven't already and if you are interested. Um, We had the Doctor Who magazine release, Mm -hmm. Today. So, I've got myself a copy of it. Of course, there's always, um, you know, little treasures in the Doctor Who magazine, new comics and whatnot, um, full interviews. There's uh, this issue, Bernard Cribbins in particular, has uh, a final farewell interview, which I'm yet to read, and Shudigawa has his first full interview with Doctor Who magazine, which is exciting. Um, and I've been reading through that one today, and that's a great read. Um so yeah that's that's what's going on uh, at the moment um also in the magazine we have two exclusive previews um last issue we looked at um the star beast and wild blue yonder of course this previews exclusively the third and final special the giggle and also the christmas special the church on ruby road So I'm going to bring those up right now so we can have a little look at them. First thing I want to talk about is a confirmed casting for the Church on Ruby Road, which was released, and some very interesting details as well about uh, that story. I'll tell you what I've got here. Really, really interesting stuff. Um, Firstly, we have welcoming the... uh, Family of Sunday. So of course we're meeting Ruby Sunday uh, at Christmas. um, But we're also going to be meeting um, her mother and also her uh, grandmother. So let me have a look. Carla and also Grandma Cherry. uh, Played by, respectively, Millie uh, Greennidge and Angela Winter. So that's really cool. It says here that Michelle's known for playing uh, Valerie in Ricky Gervais's Afterlife and Rosa uh, Batnude in Russell T Davies' uh, It's a Sin. And Angela has been seen in EastEnders since 2003 and recently appeared in Jimmy McGovern prison drama Time, which also starred Jodie Whittaker, uh, our very own 13th Doctor. So, that's some news for the Christmas special casting Church on Ruby Road. Now, also, it's got here, now, very, very interesting, something Doctor Who has never done before. The Goblin Song. This year's Christmas special also includes a show-stopping musical number, which will be available on streaming services shortly afterwards. Composed by Murray Gold, with lyrics by Russell T. Davies, the song features Shooty Gatwa, Millie Gibson, and a whole host of goblins. Doctor Who's never done a musical number before, ever. Uh, It brings to mind um, a musical score from Colin Baker's 6th Doctor Big Finish audio called Doctor Who and the Pirates, and that is a really great audio story and the musical number and that is fantastic so really looking forward to seeing how this plays out i have a feeling that we're going to be getting more of these as well i think music will be a running motif through season one so excited to see all of that um we also had news of the christmas special now we this is something i may have already covered hard to keep track of what i have and haven't covered but we had news um of casting for shooting that was second Christmas special, which is currently untitled, casting of Irish actor Nicola uh, Colan, most famous for her roles in the award-winning Channel 4 sitcom Derry Girls and the Netflix smash hit Bridgerton. Um, she also appeared alongside Gatwa earlier this year in Barbie, briefly, as well. So she's on for the second Christmas special, which is, <laughs> you know, the fact we're even talking about that this far away is um, gives you an idea how far ahead they are, but I think probably by now they've probably wrapped the Christmas special and they're looking at um, Season 2. Forget forgot So that's pretty cool. I'm going to say that we dive on in and we look at the previews for these episodes. Um, I'm going to bring them up right now. First up is The Giggle Special 3. In a nutshell, the world has gone mad. And an ancient threat is using the entire planet as his playroom. Who will win the ultimate game, the doctor or the toy maker? There's a quote from the story Doctor, I'm all Sonic and TARDIS, but take that away, take that away, toys, and what am I? What am I now? I don't know if I can save your life this time. Donna, it's not about me. Doctor, oh yes, it is. Donna, well, maybe I'll save you, okay? target novel for this story was written by James Goss its e-book releases the 14th of December after airing and the paperback release will be out on the 11th of January next year Um, the preview written by Jason Quinn is very interesting and there's some interesting stuff from Russell here Jason doesn't give too much away. Of course, he doesn't. Makes sense. But what I will do is I'm going to read out Russell's quote for this one because this is uh, doing the rounds at the moment on the internet and it's very, very interesting. Let's have a read. Um, Let's face it. If there's one thing the toy maker loves, it's a surprise. Here comes a biggie from the man himself. Russell T. Davies. Okay, so what is marvellous about this year, and about the future of Doctor Who, is that certain episodes will have commentaries available on iPlayer in the UK. I want these going free to air on the iPlayer, and their are commentaries. They've got a camera on us, and the giggle has me, David Tennant, and Phil Collinson. Not only talking about Doctor Who, but about the entire time we've had on it. And there will be controversial events in this episode. If you listen and watch the commentary on the iPlayer, I unroll a whole new Doctor Who mythology for you based around the events taking place. And I'm explaining this to David Tennant and his mind is exploding. That commentary will have absolutely exclusive information that will rock the world. I hope you'll all find it fascinating. It's a whole new way of looking at the history of Doctor Who. And I can't wait to see the reaction. Hmm, isn't that interesting? I wonder what that means. Are we going to see something where the doctor has quite literally been working his way up to this second toy maker encounter? Hmm Is it possible that the Toymaker has been influencing the Doctor's life since the last time we saw him in the Celestial Toymaker of 1966? Hmm. What could the implications be? I know that Russell likes to hype things up, but he also had mentioned way back when they cast Neil Patrick Harris. Um, the Instagram read, Prepare to paint the Doctor's greatest enemy of all, or something like that, or the greatest villain the Doctor's ever faced, or something like that. Let's quickly read some stuff here from Jason Quinn, who previewed The Giggle. There was something else I wanted to mention. Let's have a listen to this. We'll talk about this in a second. Um, I was going to say, I was going to start this by saying, okay, this is the big one, but let's face it, all of these specials have been equally deserving of that title. Let's just say that everything before this has been leading to this. In fact, it wouldn't be too far-fetched to say that everything since April 1966 has been leading to this. April 1966? What? Yes. Everything since the broadcast of the final part of the Celestial Toymaker when William Hartnell's first Doctor beat the Toymaker at his own game and destroyed his bizarre world. David Tennant's 14th Doctor admits to Donna that he has, and this is in quotes, so I'm guessing this must be a quote from the story, been running for so many years, always hoping he's not behind me, but he was ahead with the power of a God. Quote ends... In fact, the Toymaker has been lurking behind him on earth since 1925, ready to turn the world into his own deadly playground, and now it's time for the final throw of the dice, the final kick of the ball, the final countdown. That certainly seems to indicate that uh, maybe the Toymaker has had more influence over the Doctor's life than we've given him credit for. Has he forced all of the Doctor's faces before? Wouldn't that be quite a revelation? Hmm, the creator, the overwatcher, choosing what he wants his doctor to look like next. For the fun of it. Hmm, I'm not sure. I'm not sure. Let's let's wait and see. We're only a couple of days away now, but uh, very very interesting. Davies does mention as well that um, the puppet Stooky Bill, um, he envisioned him maybe being the enemy of the story, but then he thought, you know, how's that going to antagonise or, or scare Kate Lethbridge-Stewart, this two-foot puppet? So that's when he kind of naturally had the idea for for the Toy Maker as the villain. He mentions that Neil does a brilliant job uh, of the Toy Maker as well. So yes, yes. Controversial things coming. And a new way to look at the history of the show. Hm. Very, very interesting. My bet is that it's some kind of influence the Toymaker has had all through the Doctor's lives. That we weren't aware of. Perhaps some insight that the Doctor has always feared a rematch with the Toymaker that he met. All those years ago. Hmm. We shall see. We shall see. Remember, the end of this podcast. Also some stuff to go through regarding potential spoilers. So stick around for that. Um, The Church on Ruby Road gets its preview. Probably the one that I'm most excited for because it's a brand new era and I imagine they're going to be doing some brand new things. We already know now that they've got a musical score in the first story. And um, when Benjamin Cook does his uh, interview with Shooty he mentions that the first time he saw him, he was in like a yellow top dancing on a, on a dance floor while Ruby Sunday looks on at the doctor. And that's the first time in the church on Ruby Sunday that Ruby lays eyes on the doctor. So that was obviously done on a set. Very interested to see that. He sounds like he's full of joy, full of life, this Doctor. Very, very exciting. They talk a bit in the interview with shooty as well about um, his initial audition and how he just absolutely just stole the room. People saying that he just does things with... I think Benjamin Cook himself actually mentioning that he's seen Shooty on set performing as the Doctor and that Shooty does things that no one else has ever done in the role and that it's one of the all-time great Doctor Who performances and not even Shooty Gatway himself really believes or knows that he's he's kind of giving a performance of that that stature. So, we're not long away now. We'll be able to make up our own minds. Very excited for it. Essential info. 25th of December, definitely a Christmas special, Church on Ruby Road, in a nutshell. Ruby Sunday is digging into her past, hoping to find answers, and to shake off the string of bad luck that seems to follow every, uh, everywhere she goes. When she meets a mysterious stranger, she's about to find more answers than she bargained for. There's also a quote from the story. Here it is. Doctor, health and safety, gin and tonic section. Can I ask, do you get that a lot, knocking things over? Ruby, all the time, I'm just clumsy, Doctor. No, you're not. It's worse than that. Merry Christmas. Um, the Church on Ruby Road Novelization Special Hardback Edition will release the 25th of January 2024, nothing, uh, regarding it an ebook, but that's exciting to know that it's got a target book coming. No cover as of yet either for this one. Um, but it's good to have the Christmas special back, Very, very exciting. A musical number, again, something Doctor Who's never had. We're doing things very differently. Um, Russell has said, you know, that it feels like he's been sitting on this kind of, um, this huge secret in terms of talking about Judy and Millie and how they they work off each other. And he's so excited for people to finally see it. Um, Talks a bit about, you know, sending the script over to, to his friend Stephen Moffat um, who we are all familiar with, of course, and, um, Moffat said something along the lines of how have we never done goblins before, so, bringing back the toy maker, Russell explains, you know, kind of opened up a different kind of world for Doctor Who, with fantasy that's always been there, supernatural, fantasy, all that magic, um, how it fits into sci-fi, well, you decide, but, kind of just said it's opened up a new, new world of how they can approach things, and I'm, I'm quite excited for that, to be honest. Um, mentions as well that Ruby has a band in the story which is interesting a big musical band number with music loving goblins who really go for it in a big way um, Russell's quoted here we set out to make a big style movie with this Russell says and it has a song so you can all sing along it's always been my intention to make this a big centerpiece right from day one and shooty sings this man can do everything so yeah, really, really looking forward to the Christmas special this year. It'll be really good to have them back, and all the um, shots we've seen of it so far, it looks like it was just shot absolutely phenomenally. So really, really keen for that. I would say probably just I'm more excited. Well, for any Doctor Who episode, I get excited as we get closer to it. So of course the giggle is um is right in my crossfire at the moment. But I think overall, yeah, more excited for the Christmas special than um. And the giggle, but excited to see how David goes out. Um, what else can I give you here? I mean, there's there's so many little things that I urge you guys to just go pick up a copy. You can pick up a digital copy as well, um, of the magazine if you want to go and get all the, uh, get everything in detail. I'm just giving you the high level stuff. I'll give you the uh, the letter from the showrunner, um, from Russell T Davies. Uh, he does these a little bit, no he does them all the time really, used to do them all the time when he was um, the showrunner, a Doctor Who themed 12 days of Christmas, kind of jokes here that this is the only reason he came back to the show to write this page. This tradition shall not die, he says, buckle in folks, it's quite a sleigh ride, off we go and we get some very interesting information in this, so let's have a look. 12 months are passing, he says, as I look back on last year's 12 days, I'm aware that I was promising you lines and scenes and words from Shooty's first episodes which still haven't arrived on screen, it takes a long time, this new universe, doesn't it, believe me, it feels quite odd to be shooting next year's Christmas special, before this year's even been shown, but now I think the tide is breaking, you should be reading this mid-turbulence as we reel from specials to Christmas, and then if we get it right, it won't stop. You'll swing from series to Christmas to series to Christmas, maybe with something extra in there. On and on, always boiling, always bubbling. That's the plan. Eleven scenes are listing. Scene 11 of episode 1 of Shooty Gatwa's first season is headed interior control room. The stage directions say the Doctor and Ruby walk in to find a cool, sleek, metal control room full of consoles. So, very interesting. Ten episodes are making. The tenth episode of this brand new era is episode six of season one, written by the wonderful Kate Heron and Bryony Redman. And on page ten, it contains the lines spoken by Emily, I am ruined. Nine days are Decembering. They've asked me to go on Saturday Kitchen. Hoot hoot. plans may change by the time you read this, but I'm already pondering my choices. Food, heaven, that pineapple from the five doctors. Food, hell, marshmallows. Eight words, a titling. Interesting, this one links back to something he'd said way back um, now in one of these letters from the showrunners about a mysterious eight-word word title, which I thought might be for a story um, of shooting Gatwa's first season. Turns out it's not. The case. So what is this? Is it a spin-off? Some other form of media? I'm not sure. Let's let's read it. Eight words of titling, he says. Last year, I promised you a mysterious eight-word titled thing. I said, big news soon. I have stretched the definition of soon. It stayed a secret for the whole year. Okay, it's been a bit delayed. We were busy working on season one and season two simultaneously. It means we're working on 18 episodes of Doctor Who at once, and believe it or not, that only occurred to us when it happened. But now we're fully up to speed, and here comes the reveal of those eight words any month now. It has two scripts so far. The third being delivered before Christmas, and I absolutely promise you, it's wonderful. So is this a unit spin off? Is this an Eighth Doctor Adventure spin off that's been greenlit and has now got a couple of scripts in? Hmm. Is it the Monster Anthology series we heard about? Interesting. Not sure. That's exciting, though. Not long, they say. Now, hopefully. Definition of long doesn't change either, and we get it. We actually do get it within the next couple of months or so and find out what this mysterious eight word title is. Scott Hancock also mentions it in the um, production diaries as well. Um, he mentions that on Monday, the 30th of October this year, a new script reignites a mysterious eight word title, and the Hooniverse is revealed ahead of its imminent debut. So, 30th of December. I'm guessing that that's when that second script was delivered. Second script. Hmm. And more to come. What is this? Very, very exciting. Okay, seven parts are editing. He says, One of my favorite things in the whole wide universe is the brand new colorized The Daleks. I'm writing this before its transmission, so I wonder how well it went down when we first announced this at a stakeholders meeting a fan around the table couldn't help himself and literally barked the word edited like a handbag. Eh, but we're not stopping there. Benjamin Cook is already sending me notes about next year's edit. I've got episode three down to 15 minutes and 19 seconds, he said. I wonder what the next story is that they'll colorize. My banking would be a Troughton story and it would be Tomb of the Cybermen. It's In its entirety, it's a classic it's a Cybermen story. Up against a Dalek story. It's a second Doctor story. Up against a first Doctor story that's colored already. Bring on Tomb colored. We'll see. Six words accounting. Here's six words from the next season's Episode 8 the spectacular, epic, awesome, revolutionary, game changing finale. Hmm. Hype. Uh, terror, dust, Pizza, Einstein, Death, Opera. One of those words is in the title. In brackets, it's not pizza. In brackets, or is it? My guess would be terror. Terror of the something. Something of the terror. Um, your guess is as good as mine, but uh, that's exciting though. Love these little teasers. Um, five gold rings. Love that bit. I don't know if that's like a... um. Spoiler for something? He says four writers are typing. Four writers other than me in season two. Who cheered? Guessing one of them's Moffat. Um, Come on, Moffat. Come back. All those uh, mysterious photos taken. Come on. It's got to be the Moff, doesn't it? Three words are naming. Okay, faithful reader, here's a Christmas present. An episode of Shooty's first season coming soon in 2024. It's called The Devil's Chord. That's a phrase meaning an actual thing, it's real, look it up, bro, shiver. And if you're wondering which episode this is from, um, then in, in running order, it comes in at number two episodes are numbering, enjoy. So episode two of Shooty was first season gets a title, The Devil's Cord. It's exciting. Um, should we look that up right now together? Let's look up... Meaning of the devil's chord meaning of the devil's chord. Uh the devil's interval, the triatone, the tritone, the triad and flattened fifth as its Latin moniker suggests, it's an evil-sounding combination of notes that's designed to create a chilling or foreboding atmosphere. Ooh, interesting. Very interesting. Okay, excited for that. Uh, and then uh, the first one, and a Bird Flew Into Shooty's Trailer, uh, talks about how a, a bird yeah, flew into shooty's trailer during filming one day. Um, it's quite funny. Um, so there you go. We've got a title now. One of the eight stories of next year, not including next year's Christmas special, now has a title. So we've got The Church on Ruby Road. And we have The Devil's Chord, two Gatwa stories now with titles. So that's very exciting, of course. Looking forward to that. I believe that's the one with Jinx Monsoon, guest starring. Um, I think we dive into this rumour. And have a little chat. Hmm? I'm chatting to myself here, yeah, but anyway, and I'll continue to do so. I don't give a flying fuck. I'll continue to talk to myself. I do this in the shower, people. This is exactly how I talk. I'm a Gemini, so I'm, I'm I, I can back and forth conversation with myself um till the end of time. But anyway, let's have a look. This is on um Reddit slash Gallifrey. Posted by user Kin of Lucifer. Spoiler leak info on 14's regeneration. Guys, if you do not want this spoiled for you, please um, stop listening now. Um, Give the podcast a rating. Uh, Follow us for more. We'll be reviewing the Giggle, doing our initial thoughts and whatnot podcast. Um, So, yeah. Please. Follow so that you can be up to date when that drops. Should be Monday, Australian Eastern Standard Time. Okay. As many of us know, the giggle will involve a bi-regeneration, but well-hidden leaks from an individual known as Alice in the Doctor Who Discord who posted transcripts from the specials that correctly predicted Mavity. Shapeshifters and why the captain killed themselves for Wild Blue Yonder, as well as word for word quotations from the Star Beast, has shed some light on what this bi regeneration actually entails. Bear with me, it's a little complex to explain. So essentially, 14 isn't meant to regenerate during the events of the giggle, but because of the toy makers' meddling. It essentially messes with the regeneration that does occur. So, 15, who is from 14's future, is pulled back in time from the moment he was meant to start existing because of the toy maker. And mid regeneration, 14 and 15 end up conjoined, like literal conjoined twins. So, Donna and Mel have to thereby separate 14 and 15. And there you have two doctors with the classic can someone tell me what the hell is going on here? So Fifteen now simply exists at an earlier point than he should exist. Fifteen informs Fourteen that he must retire, take a break, and that he hasn't stopped once. So when Fourteen eventually dies and regenerates, likely off-screen, Fifteen is brought back to the moment of the bi-regeneration in what is a closed timeline. The toy maker is locked in a box surrounded by salt at the unit's black archive. 14 says that he can't let go of the TARDIS yet, so 15 splits the TARDIS in two, using what is left of the Toymaker's powers with a mallet, supposedly, in the Toymaker's realm. It appears that in the same TARDIS, but from, oh sorry, it appears that it is the same TARDIS, but from two different times. The giggle ends with 14, joylessly, um, with 14 joyously at a dinner table with the nobles, Wilver's not there, um, as his last scene was in Wild Blue Yonder, and 15 will somberly watch them having dinner together from outside. Also, in the giggle, the toy maker will taunt Donna about the fate of previous companions. And regarding Mavity, 15 will say it in season 1 slash series 14, just the other name of this series. The boss that the meep was referring to is very close to the doctor. Specials are also in Russell T. Davies' view essentially the finale of New Who. The Church on Ruby Road is a fresh but soft reboot for the show, similar to Rose, with 15 having been the Doctor for a while already. And that's what we have. So let's break that down. Um I think that 15 being from 14's future which is something we've heard before, and being taken out of time at the moment of regeneration back to the events of the Giggle is better than, like, splitting somehow. That that works better for me. Um, the whole TARDIS being split by a mallet in the Maker's like, realm. So there's two TARDISes I don't love. I just don't love the two TARDIS thing. Um, I guess we have to see how it plays out on screen. We'll talk about it more in our initial giggle thoughts, but I just don't love the sound of it personally. Um, the toy maker locked in a box surrounded by salt and that seems to link back to the doctor evoking the superstition at the edge of the universe with the salt in wild blue yonder. Um, that's interesting. Guess we have to see how that plays out, um, to see if any of this is of, obvi- of course, real. Fourteen watching the nobles, it uh, or fourteen with the nobles having a happy ending, and fifteen sombly watching on could be could be an interesting ending. The mavity thing being said throughout series one slash fourteen is an interesting thing because I wonder how that's all going to tie up. Thought that the Toymaker might be the boss of the meep, sounds like that was a setup for Gat was first season. And someone close to the Doctor, that's going to be very interesting to see. Uh, finale of New Who being the specials, I think that kind of made, makes sense to me. Um, Church on Ruby Road being a similar reboot to something like Rose, I, I think works. All sounds reasonable, all sounds real to me. Um, yeah, I guess we have to see it. I'm... It, it mitigates my problems with the earlier leaks that we heard, that we believe to be true. Um, and again, we still have to see how it plays out, but I just don't love the sound of two TARDISes. But, we'll reserve my thoughts until I see it, to make proper um, make a proper call on what I think about it. Really keen to see Shooty Gatwa as the Doctor and his first scenes. Really keen to see Neil Patrick Harris. I wouldn't be surprised if we get a musical number in the giggle either. Apparently this story uh, packs a hell of a lot in for its 65 minute runtime. So, yeah, really intrigued to see how it all plays out. I'm guessing it's going to feel like a classic RTD1 finale. Hopefully with, you know, a clever resolution. Um, instead of a, a Deus Ex Machina that gets them out of you know, jail free, but we'll see. Um further thoughts now, a week on from Wild Blue Yonder. Um the first scene I've rewatched the story a couple of times now. I don't really think the first pre title sequence scene is needed. I do wonder if um it was added later. Um later on in 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 later drafts. Um I'm not sure. But I just don't know if it was needed Felt out of place to me on a rewatch, and just not needed uh, in in the story. Takes away from you know the rest of it. I feel and 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 is a completely different tone to to everything that succeeds it uh, after the you know after the credits, like the the opening credits. So I do wonder if that was asked to be added in by Disney, you know. I'm not sure I don't really care about the race swapping of Isaac Newton doesn't bother me to be honest, really doesn't. I just couldn't really care less, but I do wonder why it was done um I feel like I read somewhere ages ago that the b b c has like diversity quotas that they need to meet with having different ethnicities and whatnot um and races appearing in um in, in in televised stories. I'm not I don't think that's just for Doctor Who. I think I just read that that was something. I don't know if it's actually true. But was this added in later? Because the rest of the story is a two-hander between the Doctor, Donna, and the the not-things? Like, is that why this was added in? I, I don't know. I, I simply don't know. Uh, it just feels like, an extremely out-of-place scene to me, anyway, but, you know, the rest of the story, I reckon I'd give it a 8 or 9 out of 10, I think it's one of the best David Tennant Doctor Who stories, um, that he's been in, like, just hands down, um, he puts in a great performance, Catherine Tate does, she kind of camps it up a little bit with the, with her not thing, but, um, love the Thunderbirds reference, um, and the Doctor says, you know, you're your karma lady or whatever. And, you know, thank you, Parker. Love that. Didn't pick that up on the first watching. Really liked it. While Blue Yonder Song was interesting. Probably didn't go into enough of why it played. Maybe we'll get something there. Like, was it coming through the jukebox that the TARDIS is going to get? Um, I'm not sure. But it was just a little bit like... Actually, didn't we go... We did We did have a... Oh, the jukebox wasn't there, wasn't it? Yeah. I was going to say it could have been the jukebox when I realised that there is a scene at the end where they're in the the TARDIS and there's no jukebox, so it couldn't have been that. Um, But it was a bit weird. I didn't love how um, they kind of fake you out with the Donna death. Although I will say that I I actually did think for a second, is this going to happen? So it it did get me. I think it got a few people, actually. So it was executed well, just not sure if it was completely needed. Wilf's scene at the end was lovely, such a shame it was the only like uh, scene he could shoot, but the fact he was able to do it and do it at that capacity was wonderful, and it was amazing, and it was just beautiful, and yeah, great scene, great scene. And in loving memory, of course, of Bernard Crippins. Um And then the other thing, I didn't talk about this last time, like Donna's got a nice little scene where she's, where she's talking about, you know, Sean, Temple, and Rose, and how long they might wait for her and whatnot, um, while she's talking to the Not-Thing Doctor, um, the doctor has a wonderful scene where he's talking to the not thing Donna, and he's speculating about the TARDIS. Maybe you know, landing on some like, where does it go when he's not around? Where does it go? Does it land on some outcrop somewhere, and then it's there for a hundred years, and then people worship and whatnot, build a city and empire, a monorail system around, and then it all you know gets lost to time eventually, and then there's the TARDIS there where it was sitting at the outcrop. It's a lovely, lovely scene, and I I missed some of the dialogue, um, just because I was talking um, with 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 Josh uh, while we were watching the story initially, and and I missed that little piece of dialogue. But uh, just absolutely one of my favourite scenes of the story. Again, love the scene where the doctor's at the window, talking about the um the nothingness outside, the emptiness, and I saw some people say, oh, you know. They always say "edge of the universe" in Doctor Who and all that, and yes, Russell kind of uses similar terminology a lot in in Doctor Who. He does, um, but some people comparing this to Utopia, and I, I you know, I don't want to have to clarify it, but um, in Utopia, he travels to the end of the universe. In this story, he travels to the edge of the universe. There is a difference. Russell T Davies actually took to Instagram... ...with a screenshot of an earlier draft of Wild Blue Yonder. Um, and he mentioned here in the comment section uh, of, of his post... Um, he puts... Uh, missing lines. Okay, so I know the Doctor has been to the edge of the universe before and further. The first Doctor... Sorry, the first Doctor went to Quinnis in the fourth dimension. Or the fourth universe... Um, the fourth Doctor went to the planet of evil, which is what I'd mention in a comment section to argue back to someone that, you know, the, the furthest I could um, remember the Doctor going in terms of like, the edge was uh, was planet of evil. And even the 13th was on board Tectane ship in between universes. So this is the scene with the Doctor and Donna looking out at the nothingness, draft 3, 17th of April 2022, where I acknowledge that. And then I cut it because... And then he puts a sleeping face, like maybe it was boring or something he was saying. But still, the Doctor was thinking it, true fact. So, let's have a look. Donna, what? The Doctor, that, the nothing, at the edge of creation, absolute nothingness. Um, Also angle from outside, the Doctor and Donna, um, behind the glass, fear and awe creeping in now. The Doctor, we're so far out past the um, condensate reefs over the realm of the Boltzmann brains beyond matter and life and light. Donna, have you been this far before? The Doctor, oh, I've straddled multiverses, or multiverses, but only inside magnificent timeships, to stand here like this. His hand on the glass, he pushes it, daring it, physically unprotected, right on the edge, no, never. No one ever has until us, and this ship, Donna. And an airlock that opened three years ago, and closed, the Doctor, yeah. So there you go, missing lines, very interesting, um, Hope that clarifies that for some people. Really looking forward to the giggle and of course at the church on Ruby uh road. Beyond that, um, we will have our review out for Monday, Australian Eastern Standard Time for the Giggle. So please, like I mentioned before, give us a rating really helps. Um follow us so you can get the podcasts notified as soon as they drop. Keen to see you in the giggle. Z people, enjoy your weekend. Enjoy your Doctor Who. Switching to horizontal flight. Thunder nerds. Out.